Welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. And here we are doing another workplace scenario, and we're doing on top of things. Oh my God, what is this one going to be about? Well, guess what? Let's look at different examples of positive and negative feedback. Guys, this isn't about just workplace. This is about life. This is constructive criticism, criticism that you can use to better yourself. And this is someone just being a total asshole, right? So, man, there are so many different... Okay, so let me give you two instances. Back in 2017 and 2018, I think I had told you about this specific individual. But this guy was literally talking to me, and this was apparently the quote-unquote head teacher. He was in his feelings. What does that mean? He was not particularly fond of things that I had said about him and the other teachers there. I won't get into that in this podcast, but he ended up becoming the head teacher a year later after that incident had happened. So what he immediately wanted to do was hurry up and build in the idea that I wasn't as good as I said I was. Although I had the results, I wasn't as good, right? And so what ended up happening, and when I ultimately had quit the job, he literally said, oh, I don't think you could do this. I said, what? But here's everything. He's like, no, I don't think you could do this. I don't think you could do this. I don't think you could teach IELTS. I don't think you could teach TOEIC. But I've seen your writing. Your writing equates to this. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I'm like, bro, do you think I proofread any of the writing garbage, ridiculous course reports that... Are, oh, wait, what? And I'm like, okay, even if I tried defending myself, he already has made the preconceived notion that based on what I had written, I cannot teach something specific to that. And I'm like, well, then the majority of the teachers can't be teachers in general because I've seen all their writing, including yours, and it sucks. And I'm like, okay, see, that's not even positive feedback. That's you getting in your feelings because I called you out on your ignorance in regards to you coming here to Thailand for all the wrong reasons. And luckily and fortunately, I finally gave up teaching at that job. And now I'm like the top 1% in regards to IELTS, TOEFL, TOEIC. And it's not because I knew how good I was at that time. He looked at me as a threat. And for him to gain power over me, he said that I wasn't good at this for me to hopefully falsely believe that I wasn't good at that and I needed to somehow ground myself. Does that make sense? So again, positive feedback and negative feedback. Let's fast forward a year. I ended up working at a place out here in Bangkok and there was an IELTS IELTS examiner there. And to be honest, we went through an interview at one point and um, you know, uh, you know, he, he started becoming very demanding and I'm like, okay, well, after that interview, I didn't really feel good. And I'm like, okay, who cares? Um, but they ended up saying, Hey, can you teach this class at this time in the morning? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. So I started teaching there. And then after a while, you know, everyone saw the feedback and we're not going to talk about the workplace environment and stuff like that. Uh, which obviously here in Thailand, you guys already know that story, me being, the cappuccino brother, it's a little bit different out here. You are already at the bottom. You have to make a word for yourself. Well, guess what? I don't have to do that anymore because obviously after making and having the most successful ESL podcast in the world, this all makes sense now. I don't have to prove anything else to anyone else, you know? And so in saying that, 
he actually sat in in one of my teaching and I'm like, okay, one of my uh, teaching segments. And I'm like, dude, if you really believe that you, you want to sit in, you think that you're going to be very constructive about it. But I went in as an open mind and he said, okay, see me in my office after class. And I'm like, okay, well, if I don't work here anymore, I really don't give a damn. But he actually gave me constructive feedback. Now, do I still remember any of that feedback to present day? Absolutely not. Did it help me, uh, you know, help students get seven in speaking, eight in speaking, seven in writing, uh, 8.5 in speaking, some even nine in speaking? No. What he said to me in that room didn't, but it was constructive feedback. So that's what I want to give you guys an example. It's like a tell of tales in regards to giving something positive and negative. So you might hear phrases in an English speaking environment, such as, I noticed some problems with your work. I'm impressed with your work. Keep up the good work. This work isn't the usual standard. We all think you're making good progress. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again. Now, remember, if you guys haven't uh, read the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win and Influence People, it's how to give criticism and not be hated for it. This is a critical chapter in that specific book that you can get for free on Google, okay? Type in Dale Carnegie, How to Win and Influence People, uh, PDF. Easy, download it, read it. It's amazing, one of the best books of all time. Well, the thing is, if you say a statement such as, we all think you're making good progress, guess what? There is going to be a coordinating conjunction following that, such as but. And when you use but, the person who's listening for this feedback, they're going to go into a very defensive, you know, like a defensive mode. Because they're like, oh, but what? But what? I know you want to tell me something. I know you want to tell me something. I know you want to tell me something. And it's kind of like the IELTS guy in 2018. When he was like, oh, I think you do this well, do this, do this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, but, 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 because I'm looking at it from a but perspective. But in that book, it says, and. So you're not giving contrastive information back or feedback back. You're literally saying, and I believe if you continue doing this and this and this, give the feedback without using but. Human beings have a tendency of registering it differently as opposed to saying but so what we're gonna do we're going to listen to a video here okay i'm gonna hurry up and screen share hurry up i got this down packed and this is going to be very very critical because you're going to hear the atmosphere and you're going to hear things people have to say and then you're going to hear some of my feedback on the situation now in the next podcast we're going to talk about solutions for stressed employees, flexi time, homework, and we've already discussed this before. It's going to be just a little bit of a reiteration, but again, this is a workplace scenario. And these are th things that you may have gone through in your work experience, at your home experience, in your relationship experience, whatever it may be. You know, anytime someone says we need to talk, if you look at the American movies over the last 30 years, we need to talk means uh, we need to, we're going to break up. I'm done with you. I hate you right? And so when I hear that from women, well, we need to talk. It's normally about something very serious, or I believe, oh, we're gonna, oh, it's gonna be a breakup. Okay, bye-bye. And I hurry up and cut the cord. <laughs> I cut the cord before they can cut it. I said, they said, oh, I think we need to talk. I'm gonna say, no, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'll cut you off first. No, that's terrible. I know. Don't do that. But uh, I just thought it was funny. But anyways, okay. So now what we're gonna do, we're gonna listen to this. It's about two minutes. Let's get into it. <laughs>
you wanted me. Come in, Alan. How are you? Oh, fine. Hi, Jackie. Hi there. Have a seat, Alan. We want to speak to you about something. Okay. Uh, what is it? It's about the financial report you sent me last week. Oh, yes. I hope it was okay. That's the problem, Alan. There were a lot of mistakes. Jackie showed it to me, and I agree. A lot of the information was incorrect, and some very important details were missing. Oh, I see. We need your financial reports to be accurate. We use them to decide on our future budgets and targets. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. You don't usually make mistakes like this. To be honest, we're a bit worried. That's right. Is everything okay, Alan? Well, I'm feeling a bit stressed at the moment. As you know, I have a very long commute, and this is a busy time of year. I just don't have enough time to do all my work properly. I see. It takes me two hours to get here and two hours to get home. When I'm at the office, I seem to spend most of my time answering the phone for other people. I'm very tired, and it's hard to concentrate on my own work. But you didn't say anything, Alan. I know. I, I didn't want to bother you. Look, we're all very busy at the moment. This is a stressful time. But you can always talk to me or Jackie if you're having problems. OK. You're a valued member of the team, Alan. That's right. But we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. The financial reports are too important. Absolutely. I don't know what to suggest. I tell you what. Let's all think about this and meet again tomorrow afternoon. How's that? Good idea. Uh, sure. And so that is basically the end. Now, if you think about it, the man, his approach is very, very bold. We have to make sure it doesn't happen again. And I'm like, okay, that's a statement. Now, in order for someone to make a change, they need to become aware, which obviously Alan is aware that he is making mistakes. But you have to say, oh, you can always come to me and come to her. That's not good enough. Okay, Mr. Bob, that's not good enough. You have to say, okay, what is it we can do to help you improve this? Because Bob, you already registered the information. Oh. Oh, you have long commutes. Okay. So at the end, I love what Jackie says. She's like, oh, you're a very valued member of the team. That's right. That's what Bob said as a follow-up. But then he said, oh, this can't happen again. But Bob, how are you going to enable that to not happen again? And what worries me and sickens me and makes me mad is that some people just feel like, oh, yeah, okay. Let's talk about it tomorrow. So Alan is going to go home worried to death, waiting all the way until that appointment, appointment at 1 p.m. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, you're going to wait all the way until that? No, we're going to handle this right here, right now. And again, you know, Alan's like, oh, well, I don't know what to suggest. Well, yeah, of course you don't, Alan. You don't need to. These assholes who wanted to get the meeting together to begin with, they should have said something to begin with. I still remember going back to that 2017 moment with the guy who said, I don't think you're as good as you say you are. He was attacking me because he knew I was better than him. That's number one. Number two, it's so funny because I walked out 
of my classroom. It was about a little bit after 1 p.m. on that specific, I think, I believe it was a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, I think it was a Saturday. Um, and he's like, oh, we need to have a talk. And I'm like, uh, no, we don't. Because I was very angry about the entire situation. And he threatened me. He said, if you want to continue working here, we need to have a talk. Now, number one, never say that. You are literally looking at someone as just a number when you say that. When he said that, I quit. I literally quit. I felt everything go right down my spine. And I said, how dare you? You don't even have the authority. I'm better than you. I'm more valued than you. Now, what I told you and you coming to Thailand to marry a woman, that's your fault. Get in your own feelings. Look at my track record and see how good I am. But I didn't want to say that. I said, Arsenio, you're too good for him. It's time for you to go. Are you ready? And I said, I am ready. And then, of course, he's like, oh, we're going to have to uh, talk. I'm like, no, no, let's talk right now. Let's talk right now because you're obviously threatening me. Let's talk right now. We went through that entire two hours with him saying, I don't think, uh, um, I don't think you're as good as you say you are. Oh, this, oh, oh that, oh, oh, this, oh, oh, that. It was like, Bob, this guy was like one million times worse. And I quit. And it was the greatest, most beautiful decision I ever made in my life because now I have an online business. Now I'm one of the best in, in like five different areas. Now people absolutely from all around the world know me. So I did not want to be belittled at that specific point, and neither should you. I don't believe they approached this interview in a very good way, in a cordial manner. Because when you say, oh, well, let's have a think about it and let's go back tomorrow. Could you imagine being threatened and say, oh, if you want to continue working here, we need to have a discussion. Excuse, did, what, did you just say if you, so you're basically saying that you will fire me and that you don't value me. That's what I just heard on my ear, on my bare ass ears. And guess what? You are undeserving of me. Goodbye. In three months, I started detaching myself. I moved away from bank, uh, from that <laughs> repulsive job. And finally, I still remember that last ridiculous email I got from him was, oh, you know, um, you know, there's been chatter that, you know, your work permit's coming, but it's, there's been chatter that you might not want to review. And I'm like, yeah, you guys don't deserve me anymore. He's like, oh, he tried just switching it up and being such a cordial gentleman. He was like, yeah, you outgrew us. Motherfucker, get the f bro. That's not what you said four months ago. You said I wasn't as good as you say you are. Now I all of a sudden outgrew you. And yes, you're right. I was completely putting myself in a box, staying at that repulsive language center, dealing with that racial discrimination when I could have been doing a hell of a lot more. And I left. And from 2018, man, that was a phenomenal year. 2019 was a high rise. 2020, obviously the COVID year, I changed my entire mindset. And within the first three months of this year, first four months of this year, this will single-handedly be the best year of my life. Who would have ever thought? So guys, with that being said, again, looking at, you know, just one last little, real quick story. 
you know, I had this similar conversation because I wasn't getting enough help. And, you know, the practice manager, his name was Emil. This was my first job I ever had about 11 years ago, dental assistant. He called me in. He's like, hey, man, I just want to talk to you. You know, I'm not sure what's going on. Da, 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 da. I was very angry. He's like, okay, well, we need to understand. We need to figure something out because something isn't working. He was so much more understanding. We handled everything right there. And they got me work. They got me more help. And it was a, a Mexican girl, right? Uh, and unfortunately, you know, they ended up replacing. Well, they, they would say that, oh, we didn't replace you. But they technically did. They gave her all the hours. And they gave me literally four to eight hours a week. And I'm like, bro, I can't live off that. I'm getting ready to move to Australia. Goodbye. Um, but being more understanding, which Emil did at that time, was phenomenal. But guess what? Since then, I haven't had any other, thank God, I don't have bosses anymore. But I haven't had any other bosses that approached it in that way. So again, if you're a boss and you're managing people, this right here is garbage. The stories I just gave you is garbage. In the next podcast, we're going to come up with the right way that you can actually approach your employees or approach situations in general so that people aren't going home worried to death thinking that they're not going to have a job or an, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or an opportunity the next day. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. It was a fiery one. You better stay tuned for more Over and Out.